0: Deliverance of deliverance my enemy, my. day the Lord has made, we shall rejoice and be glad in it as we are. The last Sunday of this year, we look to celebrate again and worship our awesome, magnificent Lord and Savior who died on the cross uh, for our sins that we might have life everlasting. And our today's moment of message coming from Galatians 4, chapter verses 4 to 7, I want to talk about being no longer a slave, I am a child of God. And so as we come prepared for this message, we want to open up in a word of prayer and surrender and submit ourselves in the presence of our God and allowing him to minister to us and guide us into his presence. Let us pray. Mighty Father, Lord, we thank you for waking us up this morning and shining us on our way. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that through many trials and tribulations, you've brought us to this point right now, Of this last Sunday of this calendar year. We thank you, God, that through many toils and snares, through ups and downs and heartaches and pains, Your love never fails, that we have victory and power in you. We have hope in you. We have peace because of you, and we know love because of you. Father, we open up our hearts to receive a word from you today that we might see Jesus. And Lord, we want to have your word hidden in our heart that we might not sin against you. Father, move in this place. Move in our hearts. Right where we are right now, may we feel your presence as we worship together in our individual ways. Here before you, Lord, we pray. Amen. As we prepare to get into our word today, I want you to open up your Bible to Galatians 4, chapter, verses 4 through 7. We're going to look at this text and talk about being a child of God and no longer being a slave. You may share with a friend on Facebook uh, this message. You can log on through Zion's website. You can subscribe and like uh, on YouTube and on Facebook so you can get alerts when we are going live. You also are able to give online. You can go to our website ZionBCPOIA.com and be able to give through there or download our app as well and be able to give from your mobile uh, device. Uh, this is your our last Sunday, our last opportunity to give to God for how he's blessed us uh, for this year. So here's your opportunity to do so uh, on this, this week uh, before we flip the calendar year and turn over to 2021 and continue to thank our God for how he has blessed us. As we get into this lesson, I uh, want to talk about have you ever heard someone exp- make the expression when they were insulted or slandered uh, by negative name calling and retelling the experience by saying they call me everything but a child of God. Uh, think about that for a moment. What does it mean to be called a child of God? Why does this saying fit to show the opposite of what the person was called? they saying that they call me everything. But a child of God, I believe that because the child of God will recognize a positive and an affirmative and definitely a recognition of your identity and character and personality of who you are. But also it also acknowledges the benefits of being known as a child of God, that you know, God as your father. This will also make you free to call God your daddy. Think about that for a moment. Right. That informal term to say, daddy, to call God, our God, the Lord, the king of kings, the host of hosts and call him daddy. Uh, this informal and familiar and affectionate call of God, we are taught by Jesus. Jesus introduced us to God as his father by showing us in his earthly ministry by collectively teaching us and to call on God as our father. He teaches the disciples to pray to God, the father. He shows us uh, the kingdom and the principles of the kingdom, saying this is how you please the father. God himself so He is pleased with his son of God, Jesus Christ, by saying this is my son, whom I am well pleased. And we see the ascending of the Holy Spirit come him at his uh, baptism. Uh, so we can to understand that knowing God as our father then also suggests that we know him as his children and how we love him. And we get to know the son of God because God sent the son at the right time. And so this is what we get into our text in Galatians 4th chapter verses 4 through 7. And it reads this way. But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent him to, be, to buy freedom for us who were slaves to law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out Abba, Father. Now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you his heir. Looking at this text, right? Look how it opens us. It says, but when the right time came, another translation says when the fullness of time came. And so we're celebrating Christmas and we're seeing that at the right Time, right? The fullness of time, the time that God decided that this is the right time to send Jesus. Aren't you glad that God knows always when the right time comes for our benefit, for our blessing, for our healing, for our salvation. God always knows when the right time is. Yes, we think we know the right time because we know what we want to get something Done, but we have to wait until the timing is right. We understand how timing works out, why you might be cooking, why you might be preparing, why you might be working on anything that if you miss a step or you go ahead of yourself, then you might have to redo everything or take it all apart just to get it Right. But that's the beautiful thing about our God. He is perfect. And so he always does it right the first time. And so at the right time, the best time, there's time that he has already predestined to have this time to be born of the woman subject uh, to the law. And so look out. Verse four right there opens this up. But also I want to highlight some some grammar here. We look at uh, verse four It opens up with the word. But, and as we, as I was preparing study and studying, the song came to my head, and some of you might think about this too, that when you look at the word but, you know it as a conjunction, right? Conjunction, junction, what's my function? Hooking up words and phrases and clause. And, and so here it is that, that that's the song that says, I got three favorite cars that get most of my job done. I got and, but, and, or. And they go pretty far. And, and and what I like about it is, this, but that's sort of the opposite. And so when we get to the word, but oftentimes with problems, that is sort of the opposite, sort of how we say they call me everything but a child of God. Right. I'm showing the opposite. I would prefer you call me a child of God, but you call me everything else but a child of God. That, that means that. The child of God is the what you prefer, but the opposite was done. And here it is that what's the opposite before verse four? Well, I'm glad you're asking me some good questions uh, this morning. It says early in this letter, Paul is dealing with the sinfulness nature of us, of man, of the recipients of this letter are just like us. We are wretched, full of sin, full of corruption, only saved by the grace of God and and being in bondage because of our sin. And so verse three here, previously before verse four, um, the same chapter in Galatians says that. And that's why the way it was with us before Christ came. We were like children. We were sl- we were like children. We were slaves to the basic spiritual principles of this world. So we were subject uh, before be subject to sin that we were allowing the enemy, the Satan, to be our father. We're satisfying his desires. We're doing things that are pleasing ourselves and basically in rebellion and opposition to God. And so this is where we were once sinners and bonded under the law in the natural world, in the state of bondage that we could not be free, that we need someone to set us and so this but now gives us the opposite as we are now following verse three to give us a change that's going to come. So we see this, the, the conjunction entered here to let you know that what was previously is going to change afterwards. So but when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law saying here that Jesus came to be like us, that he came to be subject under the law. So we see here now also another theological principle here that Paul points out the pre-existence of Christ that Jesus did not just show up uh, when he was born of the virgin Mary but God the son has always been in existence but we know him when he stepped in time in flesh or form forever how we will know him from now on but before then Jesus was always there the son of God was already there but he stepped in form to be fully man and fully God to be born under the laws subject to the law so that he could redeem us and set us free. Now, so grateful for this, but to let you know that this is what your fate was before Christ. uh, But since Christ has come into your life, I heard someone say amen, uh, that there's a change that came because of God that has stepped in. So what was before has been reversed, has been changed. We got the opposite. So it was bad now, but it's Good now. It was bad now, but it is good now. I'm going to say one more time. Y'all hear that concession. It was bad now, but it's good now because of Jesus stepping into time that we might be changed to be more like him. It's, what's about this change is that God saw the timing was right to send his son to be born of a woman and he was subject to the law and, it's, and we're going to look further about how this perfect timing this perfect birth and the following verses talk about what he has done for us. I, 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 I want you to be encouraged as we're flipping this calendar year. You can talk about 2020, but used to be able to say, but God, 2020 was a horrible year, but Jesus uh, helped me to bring me through. I want you to look at verse five as we break this down. It says, God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. God sent. This is a formula here of showing the plan of salvation of God's sending salvation for us. The sending formula of has God the Father sending God the Son followed by God the Holy Spirit is expressed here in Paul's writing to the church in Galatia. This sent formula is also expressed in Jesus' telling of Nicodemus. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son. He goes on to talk about how the Spirit so this formula of understanding of God, the father, sending the son and following the son, the pouring of the Holy Spirit. And so this is what Paul is breaking down to us about the blessing of being a child of God, no longer a slave to this world and these world's desires and selfish desires. but able to break the chains and able to be broken free because Jesus has set us Free! I have a witness out there to understand that because of Jesus, we have victory. We have been redeemed. So here we see Paul telling how God sent the son of God to redeem us, which means to purchase our freedom, to take us out of slavery, to take us out of bondage, to pay the ransom, to pay the fee that was caused. So as children of God, Father has also given us a A reception through the son of God. So we know the father through the son. We don't know God the father by ourselves, but we only know God the father from the introduction of the son. And and verse six is, and because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call our Abba father. That's when you get that word daddy from. Abba is Arabic for father that Jesus contentiously says "Father" in the Greek and the Aramaic. Another way to say is "Abba," but it's an informal way of saying "Father." So, saying "Daddy." And so, think about how a a child first learns how to say "Mommy" and, and "Daddy." They don't say, "This is my mother." That's my mommy. Right? It's an affectionate way to, to identify the relationship that child has with the father. I, sometimes you might hear it this way. Some people say, I got a father, but this is my daddy. <laughs> that we might understand that one, yes, is my father. One is, is the one that may have a relationship with me, but one was my daddy. The one I have a, a good relationship with. One I've been able to trust and confide in to talk to. him. we got a God like that. God, our father, that we can call him daddy because he desires have a right relationship with him. Uh, God sends his Holy Spirit to his children uh, so that they will have the same experience as God the Son had. Uh, we might know him through the Spirit. That's why John the t- 15th chapter, verses 12 to 15, kind of helps us to understand this beautiful thing about the Spirit. Uh, 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 I'm sorry, John the 16th chapter, verses 12 to 15, says this way. There's so much more I want to tell you. But you can't bear it now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all. truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the father is mine. This is why I said the spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. And so this is Jesus teaching his disciples on the night that he's going to be betrayed and killed, letting them know I'm about to leave you, but I won't leave you comfortless, that I will send the Holy Spirit, God the Father, and I will give you the Spirit so that it will teach you all things. You'll know all things of truth. You'll know how to walk and live in relationship with me. That's why Jesus says with confidence, anything you ask, In my name, my father will give to you. Why is that? Because what father withholds from his Children, This is what Christ is pointing out, that if God was willing to give you me, what more will he give his children? Call on the name of the Lord. And So when we know I'm no longer a slave, I no longer need to live to gratify and satisfy my sinful flesh. But let me walk in obedience to the spirit. Let me show everybody I am a, a child of God, regardless of what you call me, regardless how you see me. You could call me outside my names. You could call me all kinds of things, but you can understand, I've been changed, I've been washed by the blood of the Lamb. Yes, you can point out I'm not perfect. Yes, I have flaws. Yes, I sin. Yes, I mess up. But God has forgiven me. Thank you, Lord, that you are gracious and mercy that I can confess and you will forgive me of my sin. I am hoping I encourage somebody out there to understand we're not going to be perfect, but God's love is unconditional. You see how I'm using this conjunction? I want you to understand that there's a situation that when we place it upon God, uh, He can change it around. Now, that's why. I I get excited every time I'm looking at my Bible, I'm reading about it. And you get to the book, God, uh, but Jesus to understand what was before is going to change what comes after. And so we get to know this Holy Spirit. Uh, We get to know the power of God. The Holy Spirit moves us to grow closer to God. The work of the Holy Spirit uh, will convict us and will minister to us. One thing Paul writes in the book of Romans that how even the Holy Spirit can intercede on our behalf through our moaning and our groaning. Well, we don't know the words to say in our pain and our murmuring. The Holy Spirit is interceding on our behalf and, 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 and is letting the Lord know when we need mercy, we need grace, we just need comfort. How God might send somebody or you might get a phone call or you might get a message from somebody just because God knows I need to send you some help because the spirit is ministering to you and talking to God and God is working on your behalf. And this is a beautiful thing that God already knows what we need. He just wants us to come to him. That's what Jesus teaches in Matthew 6 chapter when he gives us that prayer of how to say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Before we get into that prayer, he tells us don't pray like those who have repetition, just wants to be seen, but just simply make your request known to God. He already knows your request before you ask. So just humbly come to him and say, God, our Father. Oh, thank you, Lord. you my daddy. Thank you, God, that you love me, that you know me as a child and that you bless me with your spirit. You bless me with the son of God. Think about the triune God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy Spirit has blessed you to have an intimate relationship with him. And so in this relationship, uh, we want to feel the spirit. We want to feed uh, the spirit. We want to nourish the spirit so that we grow in the spirit and that we grow in wisdom and power of God's word. Paul points this out to us in Ephesians 4 chapter verse 30 when he says, and do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you at his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of Redemption. That's the living translation. Another translation says do not grieve the Holy Spirit. And so we must continue to live and be obedient to the will of God to build up this Holy Spirit and strengthen this Holy Spirit within us because we are at war. Our, our body wants to do one thing and yet we must submit and surrender to the spirit. And so we must feed the spirit. So we've got to spend time in prayer, have a disciplined lifestyle of prayer. I encourage if you don't open up your day, you don't begin your morning in prayer, try it out. And to see how God can minister you and give you some peace right there in prayer, and then also how you can end your day in prayer, and realize that how you, if you can begin your day and end your day, you can see that in between times you're gonna realize I need more God, more God throughout the day. You'll be having times of prayer consistently throughout the day because you will opening yourself up with prayer, and you're gonna close with prayer. You wanna have that relationship, that connection uh, with God. I encourage you to feed in your spirit also. You want to have daily time of reading and devotion. We are blessed now with modern technology that you can have it all on your phone. So you can just get your phone and download an app. You can download and read the Bible. Hallelujah. For free on your phone. You can get devotions for free on your phone. You can have your own Bible, get your devotion, your journal and read and spend quality time with God. It could be five to 10 minutes, but spend some time to meditate and read his word and say, Lord, what does this word uh, mean to me? How do I apply this uh, to my life? And allow the Holy Spirit maybe to convict you, maybe change you in some directions in what you might be reading to help you out in this process. Uh, thank God for his word. And then and sometimes take some time so just to be silent, to be still and appreciate God's creation. Uh, this could be taking a walk in silence. It could be your driving your car on your way to work or to an appointment. And you just be on radio silence and just meditate and think of God's goodness and his mercy and his grace. Or it may be your time in the shower, uh, time in bath or preparing. That You could just take a time to meditate and worship God and spend some quality time or not thinking about what you have on your calendar and your agenda. But just think about the goodness and the greatness of our God. Help me tell your neighbor, feed your spirit. Go ahead and text somebody. Feed your spirit. Spend some time in prayer. The Holy Spirit reminds us that we are no longer slaves, but his child. Verse 7 of Galatians 4 chapter tells us, now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you his heir. See, another benefit of being a child of God. It makes you an heir. An heir to what? An heir to his kingdom. Heir to his kingdom. We would be co-heirs with Jesus. The conjunction is used again to show us that we were not slaves, but sons of God. You'll see that in verse 7 again. Now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. The change happens when we call on Jesus. All who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so once we get this transformation, what was before has now been flipped, has been changed. And so you are now no longer a slave, but a child of God. And as a child of God, you are also an heir to his kingdom, Looking back early, right, because we were adopted and because of this adoption, we receive all rights, benefits and privileges within the family. God does not withhold anything from us. We are not looked upon as Cinderella, as the evil stepsisters, but yet we are brought in as family to sit at the table in equity that we all have access to the same. This conjunction is usually going to show us that we are not slaves, but sons of God, children of God, brothers and sisters in the family of God. Therefore, being his children and God's our father, the creator of the world, who owns everything within the world. We have access to everything because our daddy is rich. Therefore, we are heirs through God. And Jesus, the rightful king, sitting at the right hand of the father, gives us privilege and honor to be in his presence. Jesus has shown us that we have victory over death, for he is exalted. He has redeemed us and set us free. And so with this liberty and the power of the spirit, and Corinthians says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We look forward to this new year in 2021 to see growth in our lives by the power of the Spirit to be bolder, to be brighter, to be better for the kingdom of God. Think of what you want to change and realize through God you can change. You have power. The same power that rose Christ from the grave is now in us, this power, because God gives it to us who call, all who call on Jesus. And so I think I want you to think about how you can have these new statements in your life. I used to be blank, fill it in, but God sent his son and I am free. No longer bow, no more chains holding me. I used to be blank, fill in the blank, but I am no longer a slave to this blank. I am a child of God. And so I want you to celebrate as returning this calendar year to know I used to be this, but I am. A child of God, let us pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you bless us, that we might know you, that we might serve you, and the power of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that keeps us. So, Father, we humbly submit to you right now, have thine own way. Forgive us, Lord, of our our sins, our rebelliousness, our opposition. We thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy. So, Lord, may we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. And may we walk in obedience according to your will. May we speak with truth and walk by faith. May we surrender to your spirit. And may we pray so we may not fall into temptation. Lord, deliver us from evil and keep us as we have your word hidden in our heart. And allow your spirit to guide us and direct us so that we might not sin against you. Thank you, Father, for calling us your children and that we are no longer slaves. In Jesus' magnificent name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us. God bless you. I hope you can celebrate the year of 2021 tremendously well. We will not have a Bible study moment this Wednesday. But look forward to connecting for us in a new uh, calendar year. God bless you and keep you. And remember, Jesus loves you, and so do I, until we meet again.